0: Thank you for connecting to this podcast for Faith Renewed. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Well, do this. If um, you got the Bible, grab, that, grab, your, grab your sword, yeah. grab your word. It may be paper, it may be digital, uh, whatever it may be. Go to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. Thank you. A couple of people are excited. Some of you are going, hmm, I'm not sure. If you're a YouVersion Bible app user, uh, there's a, a live event taking place right now on there. You can follow along with the notes, places you can take notes, all those good things. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, let's read it. It says this But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Love it. It's a cool verse. We read this early in the series and told you we're going to build on it later. So let's do this. Let's pray. God, thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for being with us. And we do just invite you, Holy Spirit, to come. You're welcome here. You're welcome in our lives. And do what needs to be done in us today, God. We're receptive today to what you want to do in us. just thankful for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, we're in a series right now kind of uh, called the Holy Spirit, and I um, was going to hang out here for four weeks and move you know, move on, but the uh, Holy Spirit kind of just sort of quickened in my heart about taking a couple more weeks after Father's Day and uh, hanging out and going into some things uh, kind of on the gifts of the Spirit, how God wants to use us, and, again, on the Holy Spirit. So that's what we're going to do. Uh, if you've been here, I hope you've been getting a better Kind of understanding and appreciation for the Holy Spirit Himself. Do, anybody been receiving anything and growing and learning in that? Awesome, awesome, awesome! So cool, so cool. Uh, if you miss any of the messages, you can go listen to those live uh, or on our uh, podcasts on our, our website. I encourage you to do so, but. We've been learning some things about the Holy Spirit. We've been learning that He's God. And so, again, if He's God, I mean, that's, that's a good thing. And so uh, we want Him. We want to have a relationship with Him. And so we have uh, kind of been zeroing in on that. We also learned that the Holy Spirit is, is a gift. He Himself is a gift that He gives to us that we can receive. Anyone who asks, He says, receives. And so we can receive that. We've learned that He's comforter, friend, counselor. Uh, so much more that he is uh, than that, but he, are, he is those things to us. And so it's good. And also he does this. The gift gives gifts. not that good, man? The, the gifts give gifts. And so he gives gifts to us. We've been looking at some of the gifts of the Spirit. And so we've been talking about those things. And so in Acts chapter 1, there in verse 8 that we just read, if you don't know what that was, that was Jesus speaking to the group of people that had gathered to watch him. And he is now doing this. He is ascending up into heaven. These are the things that he speaks right before he leaves. Like last minute stuff, like you've got to know this, remember this, as he leaves. And so as he speaks these things, I want to pick up in verse 9. You're already in Acts 1. And I want us to keep reading. It says this, it says, Now when he has spoken these things while they watched, that's cool, you know. Just to, again to think about this, hearing Jesus Himself speak, being able to watch this happen, He was taken up, and a cloud received Him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as He went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. I believe those would be angels, and who also said, "Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven?" this same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. Now, I've been in church my whole life, and I've heard some pastors like, you know, kind of like give it to these guys, you know, and kind of be hard on the disciples about, you know, being around, watching Jesus do miracles, uh, you know, watch him after he was, you know, crucified upon a cross, Watch him, you know, be resurrected and life come back and, and him walk in that. And even ascend to heaven, you know, kind of like, man, They can't believe the disciples saw all those things. and still kind of question, still struggled. You know, but we've been there. Come on, we've all been there. We've, we've been in those places. And, and I've even heard them do this. Give a very hard time to these disciples on the mountain who are standing there watching Jesus float up into the sky. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, man, you know, he told them this, and they should have went out and started getting, getting crazy for Jesus. I'm going to be honest, man. I, dude, you know, what kind of question is this really? Why are you standing here? I just saw somebody float up into the sky and, and disappear. That's why I'm standing here looking up because, man, that was wild. I mean, so, so this in itself, it's, it's, it's a trip. It's, just a, it's a wild thing to think about. But something's going on here. Something's happening in, in, the, in this picture. This is what I believe is happening. I believe Jesus is showing them in that moment that he wants to have more than just a relationship with them. What? Now, if y'all know me, y'all know I'm all about some, man, you got to have a relationship with Jesus. We, making Jesus known, that's, our, that's everything we push, believe, teach, our core values wrap around, push, present that. We cast that, it's out there, and I love it. And everything that happens good in your life that God wants to do in and through you will flow out of that relationship. But he doesn't just want to have just a relationship with you. If he did, he wouldn't have floated up. He'd have hung out with Him. He'd have stayed there. And this is the thing. Now, this is what you need to know. If you've given your life to Christ, if you haven't, do so today. It's a good thing to do. But if you've given your life to Christ and you're still here, you still have breath in your lungs, he's not finished with you. He now wants to do something. This is what I believe he was wanting to do. He was like, all right, here it is. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit, and then you get to do cool things. I'm serious. I think that's the thing he's like, man. Okay, I'm going to go up into heaven. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. You know, all those cool things I did? while y'all follow me around? You're going to do that. You get to do this. And, and I love this. This is what really is, I believe, is he saying here. And this is one of the things I was thinking about, man, my, my friendships and the relationship God's blessed with me. So many, so many good friends. And I'm just thankful for that. I was like, you know, some, I don't want to just kind of like just have a relationship with the people that I know. What I want, I want to do, I want to like watch them do cool things. I'm serious. I love it. I just, my friends, I want to just celebrate the cool things. I was talking to somebody, you know, they were telling me the other night, they're talking about their golf score. And it was like really low. I was like, dude, that's pretty cool, man. You do cool stuff. Now, I used to golf. I quit because I started doing something else called hunting and, uh, and fishing and, and other things. And, and I was like, man, but that's cool. And, and this is what if, if I see like, one of my friends like kill like a big deer, I'm like, man, that's cool. That's awesome. I celebrate that. Now, if you didn't ask me to come with you. That's another story. Now we need to talk about that after church. You need to get an altar. You need to repent before the Lord. Because, but, it, but this is what I want to do. I want to celebrate that somebody catches a big fish with my friends. I'm like, man, that's awesome. I ain't mad. I ain't jealous of that. I'm like, I'm like, this is cool. But you know, what I really want to be. I want to be there. I want to be a part of that. I want to celebrate that with you. Jesus did this. I'm going to heaven, and I'm going to send my Holy Spirit. Part of me is God, and he's going to come, and so I can be around when you do cool things, and this is what he's going to do. Do the cool things through you. That's what's awesome, and so this is what's amazing. He said this is what happened. The power is going to come in your life. You're going to be a witness for me. You're going to do this thing. And this witness here is so crucial that you understand what this is. Actually, the Greek word for witness is the word martus. It's where we get our word martyr. And a martyr, if you don't know what a martyr is, is someone who has given their life for the gospel and what they believe. Someone who has laid that down. And and, and it's just amazing to think about this. And there were people, and it's still happening today, guys. This is happening right now. People are dying for the the gospel, and they're being martyred for this. And and this is happening. This has been going on. I I love a quote by Nate Saint. Uh, Nate Saint was one of the missionaries in Ecuador. And uh, him, along with Jim Elliott, three other American missionaries, in 1956, they were martyred by the Akua Indians for their faith. and But this is one of the things Nate Saint has said before he ever gave his life. He spoke these words. He says, People who do not know the Lord ask why in the world we waste our lives as missionaries. They forget that they too are expending their lives. And when the bubble has burst, they will have nothing of eternal significance to show for the years they have wasted. Man, I, I don't want to look at it when it's all said and done. I want to be the witness for him. I want to, I want to speak up. And, and if you understand how this is what's happening here, this is the enemy trying to silence the voice of those who are coming and taking the territory that he wants controlled. This is what he's trying to do here. He's trying to stop your voice. He's trying to stop you from speaking forth, stop you from prophesying, stop you from saying and speaking the words here because this is what's happening. Jesus right now is in heaven Speaking for us. That's so cool. The accuser of the brethren, Satan is coming against, and he's trying to accuse and press down. But Jesus is speaking on our behalf right now in heaven. And you know what he wants us to do? Be his voice here on earth. Oh, it's pretty good trade, man. He's up there in heaven before before the Father, speaking forth. And so this is what he's wanting us to do. Have a voice for him to prophesy and speak forth and declare the things of God. Acts chapter 2. Verse 16, we know that the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost, was again made available for all people groups, every person. And look what happens. Peter, full of the Spirit of God, gets up and preaches and speaks, and thousands come to Christ. He says this in verse 16, This is what was spoken by the prophet Joel, that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. this this, This is all people groups. This is every group. This is everyone who wants the Spirit to to be a part of their life. He is there and available for you. He says this He says, Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. Man, I love it. You know what that means, man? Older I get, more naps I get to take. Don't tell me that ain't from the Lord right now, man. i receive it in the name of Jesus. And he says, just the older we get, older men shall dream dreams. And he says, on my men's service and my maid's service, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. And we talked about the gifts of the spirit two weeks ago, and and we begin to look at some of the gifts of the Spirit. And there are two of them that just really kind of hit heavy that, that I, want, I believe God wants us to kind of look at in more detail. And, and this one is, is, is prophecy and, 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 and working and operating in this area. This is a way that, again, God wants to speak in and through your life. And so we have to get rid of it. any mindset in our life or mind right now that ministry only happens by the people on the stage. That that's where ministry comes from. And I love what's happening at Faith Renewed. People are understanding they're the ministers. They're the ones who are called to do the work of the ministry. Let's look at what the Bible says. I love it. We've got to go to the Word. He says this in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 10. This is what God does. God gives this gift through Jesus. He says in verse 10, He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things, speaking of Christ. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. You know, we we want pastors, and again, not here, this is different. Again, we're creating this culture by going in this book. But you know what I've seen so much of? Pastor, entertained me pastor's not called to entertain you pastor's called to equip you and he's called to encourage you to go out and do this work and I'm so faithful I'm loving what I'm hearing in church I'm loving what I'm seeing happen I had someone come to me and and they were telling me the other night they were saying pastor did you hear about so-and-so they were you know physically you know something was going on with them they ended up going to the hospital went to the emergency room they called me and uh I went up there and I prayed with them and ended up. Doctor's checking them out, sent them home. Everything ended up being good. I said, "I said, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know that." Now, some pastors would be like ticked off. Why didn't they call me? I'm the pastor. This and that. I was about to run around the church. I'm serious. I was about to just take off running. I was like, man, this is it. This is what it is. The saints of God working and doing the ministry. Because, listen, just the ministers, those people, we can't do that much on our own. What happens if everybody says, I'm a minister? What happens when people realize, I'm called to be used by God and to do great things for him? I love it. It's, it's, It's what it's supposed to be. Now, listen, pastors have done this. They've done the opposite. They've put, put in the position where they think they have to do it all. And then they also think this, well, all i got to do is equip you, and I ain't got to do nothing else. I also realize as a pastor, some of y'all may not believe this, but I'm also a saint. So as a, as a saint... Uh, of the Lord. My wife was in here first service and she missed a great opportunity to say amen during that, um, during that moment. I, I spoke that earlier. But, but as a saint, I do work of ministry too. I get out and I do things and I serve in those areas as well. But listen, this is what he, we need to see here. We're all called. We are all being equipped to go forth. We heard a testimony of someone who shared this in the very first service today. They shared that they got up and they come and they begin to tell what God was doing in their life. They had had a two or three tests and uh, confirmed that there was a tumor in their bladder. There was a mass in their bladder, tumor in their bladder, and that there was something there and something had to be done. And so that this person shared this of what was going on. They also shared it on a Wednesday night service. You know what happened at that Wednesday night service? She stood right there, and some of the people in this church gathered around her and prayed for her. I didn't pray for her. We didn't call anybody from the back. Others, not, get People gathered around her and prayed for her. They went in to remove the tumor. It was gone. Hey. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Go ahead. I'm like, again. I didn't, I didn't even pray for them. I'm like, that's awesome. And, and, and nobody got caught It was just people. Because, again, you know what happened? We've been teaching the you know, gifts of the Spirit. One of those gifts, Holy Spirit has all gifts. he can heal through if you make yourself available. People said, sign me up. Let's do this. And so they're operating. They're flowing in those gifts. God's at work. I love that. And this is what he wants to do. He wants to do this in and through your life. So, again, let's look at this thing now called prophecy. All right? Prophecy in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 Verses 1 through 6. Now, again, we'll, we'll dissect this a little bit more next week as we talk about tongues and interpretation, Holy Spirit, prayer language that God gives us. It's going to be cool. Don't miss it. Verse 1, it says this, though. Pursue love, desire spiritual gifts. And so we, we need to have a desire for God to use us and have spiritual gifts. But, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, In the Spirit, he speaks mysteries, but he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. That's not a bad thing. You're going to learn next week. That's That's a good thing. He edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets, that the church may receive edification. But now, brethren, if I come to you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you unless I speak to you either by revelation, by knowledge, by prophesying, or by teaching? Now, I want to see some things about what's happening here. This was, what, again, spoken by the prophet Joel. That when the Holy Spirit comes, we all can receive, and that we're all called to prophesy. And now, now, Again, I, I said this a couple of weeks ago. Any time again, those gifts get given to people. We can mess it up sometimes, and, and it kind of get a little bit crazy. And so we've seen it. This is when I believe one of the gifts that kind of has pushed people away—the gift of prophecy and things that operate there. But look, they're just what the Bible saying prophecy is. Prophecy now is us speaking forth on behalf of God, us encouraging edifying, building up. This is a great thing. This is why he wants us all to do it because everybody should be a part of encouraging and edifying and building one another up. This is what's so cool. So prophecy here is, is, is so important that we understand it. So I'm going to give you four things quickly. And uh, again, if you have the notes, you can follow along. If not, I encourage you to take this. Prophecy is this. It's real. Number one, prophecy is, is real. Now, uh, Adam, Adam Dose, who, who led our Four Keys uh, Conference um, this weekend, which again was awesome, he, he asked a question Friday night. And he actually was asked a question along the lines, was it, have you ever operated in the gift of prophecy or operated, been prophetic in this area? And he was asking the question, and because of some of the things I believe that we've seen happen in, in some places when it comes to prophecy, It kind of messes with some people. They were asked if they've operated that way, and they were like, just a very very few raise their hand. Now, I I believe that there have been many more operating in the gift of prophecy and didn't even understand or realize that, um, and and God was using them in that area, and that's what's cool. We bring understanding to that. But I, I want you to see something. This is the plan of God for you. And it's, and it's not going to be like weird, crazy stuff. It, it, it's you being one who speaks forth and encourages and, and prophesies and declares. Uh, we, we can do it in a our, in our way we share the word of God. The Bible says there is no more sure word of prophecy than the book. So this is what's cool. If you want to make sure you ain't missing it when it comes to prophecy, if you want to make sure you're like, man, I don't know if this is Lord or not, should I say this? If you're saying scripture, if you're speaking the word of God, you're prophesying and you're not missing it. It's okay, you're good, so you're good with that one. But this is us speaking and declaring forth and prophesying and declaring what is true. Now, the second thing about prophecy is this, and I want Adam to come around as, as I say this. Prophecy is this. Prophecy is, is hearing. So this is involved in the process. And this is what's cool about the relationship. Now, you've got, to, you've got to, a couple more minutes. So you ain't got to run through it like you. I, made him, I made him go quick for last time. But, but as you feel led. But, but the gift of prophecy now, it requires this relational thing that's going on in our life. Key part of that is doing this. Just listening to him. Share that. Share what happened this weekend.
1: Awesome. So those of you who are here, who can tell me what key number one is of the four keys to hearing God's voice? Stillness. Stillness yeah. Quieting ourselves down. Telling our minds to quiet down. Come on. To listen wow. to God. Psalm 46.10 says, be still and know that I am God. Key number two. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Everything is through Jesus, and we keep our eyes fixed on him when we're hearing from the Holy Spirit. Key number three? Flow. flow. Tune to the flow of the Holy Spirit. Step into the river of God. Ask, receive, ask for the Holy Spirit, and he will be given to you. And key number four? Write. You know what? Over a third of the Bible is somebody's journal. Someone writing out the words of God as they're spoken to him, especially the... Prophets, the prophetic books in the Old Testament, we're talking about prophecy. If you want to be hearing God's voice, look to what they're doing. So if you want to hear God's voice, it's as simple as quieting yourself down, fixing your eyes on Jesus, tuning to the flow of the Holy Spirit,
0: and Wow. Wow. So good. Thank you, bro. Amen. Let Adam know you appreciate him. That's so cool, man. Wow. So good. So good. So good. And so some of you are like, man. I can hear from God. Yeah. Yeah. He, he says in John that his sheep hear his voice. And they, and they, they know it. And so, so you're like, man, I don't know if I'm, I'm hearing God or not. Well, first of all, make sure you're a sheep, man. Make sure you, you've surrendered your life to the shepherd. You've accepted that grace gift that we've been talking about today, Jesus. But listen, this is what's cool. If you have an understanding of that relationship, he speaks to you. We know and learn that he speaks in different ways. But he speaks to us. We can hear him. Everything flows out of that. that, that relationship with the Holy Spirit. Everything comes out of that. And so this is what happens now. This is where the cool stuff gets involved. Now, he speaks to us, and he says things to us. And so now what happens is this. We obey. We, do, we just. We simply just hear what he said and then, then do it. And so the third thing about prophecy is this. It's going to require speaking forth sometimes. It's going to be you now speaking forth. Remember, man, Jesus is up in heaven being our voice, and so we're here on earth being His. And so now we're declaring those things forth. Again, what an honor it is to be able to speak that God would choose us to be able to speak on his behalf there's no greater thing than that to be able to speak forth and declare this and this is like what what he's always wanted to do this has been the plan this has been has been around back in Numbers chapter 11 and it was as I was studying for this message I don't even remember reading this and and I've read the Bible through you know and I, I was like man this was this is wild in Numbers chapter 11 Verse 29, we're going to read something here to where it was a time where Moses was leading the children of Israel. And and, and God says, I'm going to do this. I'm going to to anoint some people to speak on my behalf. I believe 70 elders were going to speak forth. A couple of guys didn't show up at the tent where they were supposed to show up and do this. They stayed back at at, at the camp. And so this is what happened. The Spirit of God came upon them because God said he was going to do it. Holy Spirit came upon them, and this is what they ended up doing, prophesying. Now, you got to remember what's going on here. Uh, again, we got to get rid of the Moses mindset. Moses was the only one speaking forth on behalf of God. Now, God was given a glimpse of what this thing's supposed to look like, why there's supposed to be many voices. And so now they're out there prophesying. People's hearing this and people got upset about it, come to Joshua. Joshua goes to Moses, like, man, we got to do something. Those guys are out there prophesying. Look what Moses said, verse 29. Then Moses said to him, are you zealous for my sake? Oh, that all the Lord's people were prophets, and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. That's what he wants. And so now we see this opportunity. We see a glimpse of it there. We see it come, and the prophet speaking forth by Joel, and him come on the day of Pentecost and make this available. So this is what we got to start doing, opening up our mouth speaking forth and declaring, speaking life, speaking hope, letting the presence of God flow through us. And so it's just, it's just something we got to go into, man. I, I found this out about myself. I, I don't really like do real well. And I'm, I'm asking the Holy Spirit, help me be better. I don't do real well when I like have people who come to me and they're kind of like struggling because the enemy's been on them. All right, I, I, don't, I don't always do real well, in like just kind of like comforting that. Well, I, I, some of y'all know some of y'all know me. They sure don't, because th- this is what happens to me. And again, it's just for me. And this is what God wants to do in you. Prophecy is to build up. It's to encourage, to edify. Now, again, I ain't saying we don't com- comfort one another and, you know, grieve. and all, all that kind of stuff's going on. But I'm talking about the stuff when, like, the enemy's messing with us and we kind of, like, are allowing it to happen. Let me just, again, I'm trying to be nice again as a pastor. <laughs> like when when you know, he, he's, he's on my back kind of thing, because Th- this is what happens. Some of y'all have seen me. Some of y'all been on receiving. In. I'm like, dude, get up! Stop letting me. Are you kidding me? Come on! I do. I'm like, I'm like, oh, you gotta be the pastor. And love him. So I'm like, trying to do better. Dude, listen, listen. Get up. Begin to be the voice of God. To a generation that's dying and hurting, He chose you, and listen. This is what He wants to do in and through you. He wants to use you. You're like, well, I man, I'm. Now, listen. Every one of us is what He wants to do. This is His word. He wants us to prophesy. He wants us to speak forth by His voice. So this is us speaking forth. And the fourth one is this: prophecy is revealing. Prophecy is revealing. Now in John chapter four I, I, we see probably one of the like oh, man one of the coolest stories in the Bible. There's so many great things we see in the Bible, but we see where Jesus is doing something. He, he he actually ministers to stories. Been kind of termed as uh, the woman at the well, if, if you know if you've heard the story. Um, but it's like this: Jesus goes to Samaria, and he, he comes to this well, and so it was kind of like during the day you know, later on. And the women would go early in the morning and get water. But this is what's happening. They're there, and, and they, she comes later on in the day. I believe she's probably hoping that she's not running into some of the people and some of the other ladies because of probably what, you know, those ladies have been known to do and probably talk about and push her down because she has a, she has a past. She has some tough stories. She has some things that she's done. And so this is what happens. She comes to this well, and um, this is what's cool, man. Jesus is there. He's sitting at this well, and disciples have gone into town to get some food. And, and this woman comes, and now she's there to draw water. And then Jesus speaks to her. He opens his mouth. Now, it's just like awesome because we actually are seeing now. I didn't even understand this story while it was happening until this study. I'm, I'm, this is, again, the gifts of the Spirit are operating through Jesus. He's sitting there. He's listening. And then he's speaking because we know this about Jesus. He don't say anything if the father didn't say it. He doesn't do anything if the father doesn't do it. So he's listening. He's hearing. And now he's speaking forth and speaking now to this woman. He, he asked her a question like, hey, give me a drink. Now she, she kind of steps back and she's like, man, you're Jew. I'm a Samaritan. If you know the history, they didn't, it wasn't real pretty. They didn't get along. And kind of look down on them. And this woman with this past who had a rough background and had a, come from a difficult culture is in the presence of God. And this, Jesus begins to listen and, and begins to talk to her. And, and she just kind of struggles with the fact that, man, this, this Jew is speaking to me. and It's not just a Jew, it's Jesus. And he's speaking. In verse 13, Jesus answers and says to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. And if you study the Spirit, it's one of the symbols of Spirit of the flow of the river. This water's coming up and he's, this, this is theirs. So... She's like, again, doesn't understand all that's happening at this point. She's like, sign me up, man. I'm, I'm tired of coming out here anyway and, and, and drawing water. I want some of this. And God was speaking about something else to her. Jesus was speaking about something else because this is what happens. It gets real serious real fast. Because he speaks to her, and, and now I believe, again, a word of knowledge Something spoken to him about this woman. Prophecy flowing forth. Verse 15 says this The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst, nor come here to draw. And again, it gets real. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband. woman answered and said I, I have no husband again <laughs> the revealing Jesus said to her you have well said I have no husband for you have had five husbands and the one whom you now have is not your husband and that you spoke truly the woman said to him sir I perceive that you are a prophet Good observation, lady at the well. But don't you see something? This revelation, the revealing of her heart and who she was, Jesus didn't condemn her. He didn't, he didn't push her down and, and, and like, Oh, phew, okay, you're not worthy to be in my presence. What Jesus does, he has a beautiful conversation. He starts talking about worship, he starts talking about God, and, and it's just, it starts just revealing again not just the things about her, her heart, but his heart and who he is. And in the conversation, she makes this statement. She says to him, You know, something that there's going to be a Messiah. That comes and this Messiah is not going to save us. And he's going to heal us. and He's going to do these things. And you've got to know, man, this woman in this situation, she was hurting. But somewhere she was thinking, maybe there's someone who can come and bring some kind of hope in the midst of my pain. And the prophecy revealed something. And Jesus said this in verse 26. He said to her. I, who speak to you, am He. You know what prophecy does? It reveals our heart. It reveals even greater the heart of Christ and who He is and who He wants to be for us. And He looks at that woman hurting. He said, the answer is here. This This is why God wants us to walk in this. This is why he wants us to speak forth and declare these things. Because they're hurting people who need a healer. He wants to declare that forth through you. And this is, what's, this is what I love. That healer's here right now. You know, I'm not up here talking about, man, this one day Jesus is going to come back, then he's going to heal, and this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's going to happen. Ultimately then, that spirit of God the Holy Spirit is here. And he's saying this to you right now. I am he. This has been a podcast of Pastor Terry Rogers brought to you by Faith Renewed. For more information about us, please visit faithrenewed.org. For questions, feel free to contact us via email at info at